part two of the spinal column. Last time we talked a lot about symbolism and the awakening of consciousness by bringing a seed up the spinal column. What I was talking about was the process of transcendence or ascension through physiological means. This time I'm going to show that there's actually ancient architecture that was there to show human processes and things that we could do with our psyche and our body to enliven that spiritual path within us. I'm going to get into another researcher named Cullen Smith and his incredible work from Symbols of Power right here on Waking Infinity News. So smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, share the video out far and wide, and get ready for this microdose of infinity. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm going to hop directly into it. Last time I was talking about the spinal column, all the ancient traditions that you'll see the spine involved in, when in the development process the spine is created, it's the first thing, and why. Why is this spine so important to us? Well, I'm going to start getting into some of the associated and peripheral aspects of the spine, like the brain stem that houses the pituitary, the pineal gland, and a few other aspects. This is from George W. Carey in God Man, The Word Made Flesh. <clears throat> he says, when the oil, now the oil is within, it's the living stone, the petra, the mineral or salt. This is the sacred secretion I was talking about that Santos Bonacci was mentioning before. When the oil is crucified, it increases its power a thousandfold, it remains two and a half days, the moon's period in a sign, in the tomb, the cerebellum. On the third day, it ascends to the pineal gland that connects to the cerebellum with the optic thalamus, the central eye in the throne of God that is the chamber overtopped by the hollow or the hallowed caused by the curve of the cerebrum, the most high of the body. This is getting somewhere. Which is the temple of the living God, the living vital substance which is a pre uh, precipitation, the holy uh, ghost or breath. The pineal gland is the pinnacle of the temple, the modus operandi by which the oil of the spinal column reaches to the pineal gland and it's described in what follows. And he goes on through Bible verses to talk about this specific process here. <clears throat> That's George Carey. He made another book called The Tree of Life. I just made a couple notes of things that I like that he says in here. He says, The pyramids are encyclopedic of physical science and astral lore. The science of numbers, weights, measures, geometry, astronomy, astrology, and the deeper mysteries of the human body and soul are embodied in these incomparable monuments. So, <clears throat> George Carey, very interesting author. You've probably heard of Manly Palmer Hall. This one is called the pineal gland, the eye of God. He gets into a lot of interesting things here. But, staying with the Egyptians, as an emblem of divinity, the pineal gland would naturally be associated with royalty, for the kings were the shadows of the gods upon the earth. The crown of lower Egypt, or the crown of the double empire, were surmounted by a curious antenna, feeler, or very thin curved horn, which is the most reminiscent of these descriptions of the structure of the third eye that has descended from the first ages. 
the ma'at, or ostrich plume, of the law, another Egyptian symbol of truth, is quite similar to the pineal gland in shape and was worn like a feather of the American Indians as though rising from the parietal foramen. So this goes even deep into the Chinese Mandarin uh, symbolism, going through Egyptian, going through Greek, Hindu. It goes very deep. And then, <clears throat> last thing I want to show you in book form is The Temple and Man by Schwaller de Lubitsch. This is an awesome book. And what he talks about in this is the intentions of the master builders. Now we're getting a little bit into um, Freemasonry, call themselves the master builders. A lot of Freemasonry, the symbolism comes from ancient Egypt. So the intention of the master builders far surpasses a simple figuration. Since we are dealing with man, and since the architecture takes into account the channels and vital centers of the human body, the meaning of the figurations and sculptures and bas-reliefs is equally relevant. It is a magnificent lesson for everyone to be able to study across time the knowledge already millennia old bequeathed to the builders of true temples. We're not just talking about external buildings. Every vital center is indicated in these buildings. The glands and the vital connections between organs is represented in the scenes, reveal their correspondence with the natures uh, that govern them. This throws much light on one of the true meanings of the Pantheon. This guy, Schwaller de Lubitz, was showing, as you see, that their temples were actually crafted around the human being, the human body, and different aspects of the human anatomy that have powers that we can tap into if we know how to concentrate. So this goes deep. You go into the Mayans, you go into Central America, you go to the Inca, you go all the way into the old world, um, Europe, all the way through Siberia, into China, down into um, Africa, also India. All of these things are showing aspects of the human being. Now, let's go deeper. Cullen Smith, he's a friend of mine. He made an awesome series called The Symbols of Power. And he goes deep how the form and function of our anatomy is showing up in arcane symbolism. Now just take, for instance, the sphenoid bone in the skull. It's the most intricate bone in the body, and it houses the pituitary and pineal gland. This bone actually flexes and appears to flap its wings inside the darkness of the skull. The symbol is akin to the owl or the monarch butterfly. The owl you'll see in Bohemian Grove Secret Society and the monarch butterfly you'll see in the secret operations of intelligence agencies such as the monarch program which use sophisticated brainwashing techniques. Now the symbol of the monarch butterfly also appears in the Lunesta logo, a sleeping medication. Colin Smith points this out because the monarch butterfly is also represented right here in that sphenoid bone where the optic nerve takes what we see and it brings it into absolute darkness inside the skull. Now, as I was studying the fascia, which is a really interesting aspect of the body, it connects all other systems. So it is an organ, it is a thinking organ, it is fiber optic and it is fractal throughout the body. There are sequences to it. So when you understand how to move more functionally, it actually enlivens different processes inside the body. So when you guys hear that I love 
let's say, functional patterns and learning how new neuromuscular associations and neuromyofascial associations between where our body is and if we move forward here, we are actually linking our left glute with our right shoulder in this motion and there's actually, it's chambering motions and it's causing for the, what is called, um, uh, by Buckminster Fuller, biotensegrity. The reason I like that is because the more functional our movement, we're gonna now find out, the more operable are these centers in the body that need to enliven if we wish to have a spiritual expansion. So some of the most mundane things like walking are actually a huge part of a spiritual path. Somebody that I spoke with years ago, Frankie Burgett, she's down in Texas. She's a body worker. She works on myofascia and she says, I see so many people coming in with these different issues, TMJ, is caused sometimes down at the base of the spine or neck issues that cause for a protruding chin, right? And this kind of like hyperkyphosis that causes a rounding of the upper back. I've talked about this before. What I didn't get into is how all of the myofascial linkages go up into the brain, well, at least into the skull and connect to the sphenoid bone. Now, if you were to take off the front of the face, uh, part of the skull, you will see behind the eyes, behind the temples, and up under, uh, above the roof of the mouth is this sphenoid bone like I showed you. All of those linkages connect there. And as we are walking with proper gait cycle, it will rock back and forth, and it actually also kind of flaps its wings. When it does that, it creates a milking action on the pituitary and the pineal gland. These are master organs and they have a lot to do with all the rest of the hormonal balance in our body. So if we do not walk correctly, if we have obstructions in our neck or elsewhere that cause for the sphenoid bone not to be able to flap in its function, then you will actually see downstream effects where our hormones are off, we're having um, sleep issues, we're having depression, anxiety, I could go on and on and on. Hormones cause a lot of um, operations inside the body. So when you obstruct that process, you're going to have a lot of issues. So how do you get better at this? How do you actually make sure that your sphenoid bone is moving correctly? You have to get down to understand proper gait cycle, your walking cycle. Walking to the Native Americans was an act of listening with the feet. They didn't just walk clumsily and heavy, hurting their knees, hurting their hips, hurting their back. They would walk in a way where they were listening to Mother Earth as they walked. And Mother Earth gave them this reflexology treatment. By walking on uneven surfaces, it presses against certain centers in the foot, which actually cause ripple effects all the way up into the neurons of the brain and globally with fascia. This is pretty incredible. Now, if you go back into ancient India, you will actually even see that the Siva Lingam represents not the spine, but actually the erect phallus. So it has to be understood that the erect phallus is actually an extension of the spine. And in India, they venerate this Shiva Lingam by pouring milk or cream over the top. This represents ejaculation, but this is also where the spark of life comes from. And in this book, it actually shows that from 
the sacral center or the sacral part of the spinal column, that is actually where the seed is born. And then it rises up to the top, to the cave of Brahma, the crystal palace. And with proper techniques, which I got into in the last deeper dive, you can actually use sexual seed retention to, in a sense, fine-tune, clarify, and hardwire our intentions within us. you got to be very careful with this. But the interesting thing is, is these motifs of an erect phallus or something having to do with the erect male penis is everywhere. It's actually even in Washington, D.C. Now, if we understand that Washington, D.C. was actually built by Freemasons and there's a specific layout to it, then you'll understand that the body of the world also has its own energy centers. And this is very important. So all the places that ancient um, archaeology and ancient architecture was placed has a meaning and a purpose. It is part of an earth grid. I won't go too deep into it because you can look deeper into ley lines, but I've spoken about this before, especially in the episode with biogeometry. So go back and check that out. But when you look at Freemasons and you look at the either three degrees or the 33 degrees, there are three aspects to the spine. There are also 33 vertebrae within the spine. So this is the initiation process. When you look at this, Christ died at age 33, symbolically. 33 is also representative of a third. 33, 33, 33, that's 99. As close as we would get to what we would call a perfect, well-rounded 100. But even in numerology, 10 really isn't a number. It's reduced back to 1 because it's the 1 and the 0. 11 is 1 plus 1, that's 2. So in numerology, you have 1 through 9, and then you repeat back at 1. So 33 is a perfect third of the 99, and 99 represents completion, or 9 represents completion, I should say. But if you look back through all the ancient dances of indigenous, if you look through a lot of the ancient movement modalities, such as Tai Chi, yoga, many of the ancient martial arts, the true martial arts, you will see that they have ways of making sure that their spine is erect, and that they move around it with fluidity, and they're actually giving the, the proper um, focus to the strength, but also the flexibility of their spine, like a good tree. It needs to be able to bend with the wind, not break, but hold its ground. So this is why I get deeper into all the movement modalities, the shaking medicine, yes yoga, yes functional patterns, yes parkour, yes playing and crawling and touching nature because all of these things actually have a holistic sensibility to them that works not just on our physical body but also on our psyche and these things together will actually enliven a deeper spiritual path i know a lot of this sounds woo woo and the science i could get a little bit deeper into it but i've gone into it in past episodes about how the myofascial system to 80 to 90% accuracy, those trains that run through the body correlate with the meridian, the traditional Chinese medicine meridian lines where acupuncture and acupressure is applied. That is micromyofascial release. There's so much we can come to understand with the holistic aspect of understanding the body. It has a power to it. 
And then in the deeper dive, you go to benjosephstewart.com, become a member, get access to the deeper dives. I'm going to take you deeper into how we can actually use visualization, specific postures and movements, breath work to connect with ancient archaeological sites and do what the Kogi, the Native American in Northern Colombia, who send their children into nine years of their formative life into darkness, they say there are wormholes that they are able to travel through. But if the physical location on planet Earth is destroyed, no longer would we be able to travel the cosmos like they say we can. This is a science that we have lost. We believe every generation gets smarter. They say every generation is forgetting and forgetting and forgetting who we are and our true higher potential. That's what I'll get into over the deeper dive. Get involved in the Discord chat. And I'll catch you guys next time on Waking Infinity News. Thank <laughs> you.